0: Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts Amy, Molly and Rachel and today we're getting into the festive spirit and looking back on Sounds of the Season, the Taylor Swift Holiday
1: Collection. Hey guys, welcome back to the Swift Legacy podcast. As it gets closer to Christmas, we did want to do an episode on the six-track festive EP that Taylor first released back in
2: October 2007. When it was released in 2007, it was a limited release and exclusively available at Target stores in the United States. However, it was then re-released in 2009.
0: Let's go through the EP track by track and talk through our thoughts on each song. So we will start with Taylor's cover of the iconic Wham song, Last Christmas. And before recording this, Rachel Molly and I were talking. And Rachel genuinely prefers Taylor's cover to the original.
1: I didn't I honestly didn't think it would be that controversial to say that.
0: You are talking to the Queen of Christmas. You you have no idea what you've just said.
1: You're also wearing your we are never ever getting back to get the t-shirt right now. Like I didn't think me liking the Taylor version <laughs> over the original would be that. That's a fair point. Issue. But okay. I really like. Okay, I will say I've not really listened to the Wham version that much, so I'm sorry. But I really like the bells that go through it. Are they also in the Wham version?
0: I don't okay, think. They thank are. Okay, thank you.
1: So, okay, so yes, you. it's it's a
0: good cover song, and I like that you can hear how happy she is in it. Like you can hear her smile when she's singing it.
2: You know what? I'll give it to it. I think it is the best cover on the album. I agree. Like out of all of them, but. Yeah I mean for me it is the best of a bad bunch but there we go and Rachel how on earth do you avoid the Wham version like how have you not heard the Wham version that much?
0: Are you even British to be able to say
1: this like what? <laughs> what do you do, you do <laughs> in December? Do you <laughs> just lock a yourself up? Yeah I work from home. Um, <laughs> no do you know what I think it's got a bit of spice to it compared to the original like the, I don't want to sing it because that'll be horrible. Amy, do you want to sing the way she sings the second verse? Because you're actually like you're actually a singer. I'm like, not. I'm not a singer. No. A diet. Like she's quite spicy. Like is that not in the Wham version? That's not. It's it's quite not I'm as not. pronounced. I can, yeah, I can yeah. get it up. We're not I swear like that flag, is the melody.
0: I will be honest.
1: I see.
0: I had heard the Wham version obviously growing up every year. Mm. Everyone brings it out. But when I heard Taylor's version, that was the first time I actually paid attention to the lyrics of the verses. Mm -hmm. So I will give her credit to kind of introducing
1: me to it lyrically, whether that was an age thing. But yeah, it's a lot more. It has a lot more attitude, like like the way that she like she has like a lot more sass, and a lot more spice in her voice. Basically, you know, that TikTok audio that's like, do, 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 add a little spice to it. That's what she did to Last Christmas by Wham. George Michael is
0: turning in his grave right now. He can carry Michael on didn't. turning.
2: Oh, he died the other year, nice, didn't he? Molly. Did you he die on
1: Christmas? Didn't he? Did he? Yeah, that was, was
0: Christmas. Like the high. most ironic thing. He
1: is spitting in his grave. <laughs> Poor guy. Honestly. Honestly.
0: We are kind of split when it comes to Last Christmas. I would, I would agree with Molly that it is the best cover on the album. But I, I don't think I love it as passionately as Rachel does.
1: (laughs) I like it. I'll die on that hill.
0: Let's move on to the first original song on the holiday EP, which is Christmases When You Were Mine. It was written by Taylor, Liz
1: Rose and Nathan Chapman in 2007. In 2007. So if we're going to go through our lovely game of like linking it up to a previous song, Do you think that links up to a previous song and a previous person, or is it completely fictional? I feel like it's a Drew song. I kind of thought that too.
0: Like, it's not an angry, I hate you, you've broken up with me, you're an asshole. It's kind of more of a nostalgic, I miss you, I'm sad, yada, yada. That was not eloquent, but you get my point.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that kind of makes me appreciate it a little bit more because... um, we like drew we like drew d
2: (laughs) with drew stands no i feel like it's fictional or fictional Mm but based on the feelings from the end of their relationship if that makes sense like i don't think it i think it was sort of based around that but i don't think it's entirely autobiographical
1: yeah i think that's possible too but um do we want to go through our favorite lyrics from it? You know what the first lyric, please take down the mistletoe because I don't want to talk about that right now. I quite like that. Because I didn't yours think about keeps that falling one. down. That's true. It's over there on the floor probably because <laughs> everything I want is miles away in a snow-covered little town. My mum is in the kitchen worrying about me. Seasons greetings. Hope you're well. You can really like picture that, like with her mum and with her mom like in the kitchen watching her, like sitting there, like looking miserable on Christmas Day. Don't you think that tells such a story? It Maybe is a really. <laughs>
2: Good song in terms of storytelling. I just don't think it's that good. I'm sorry, I do not like the Christmas album. I kind of get what you're saying. This and last Christmas yeah. are my two favorites. It's all downhill from here for me. <laughs> <laughs> what about like, the the the, change, the tempo change up, like the rhythm
1: change up at the end when she's instead of going the Christmases where you were mine, she changed it to like there were Christmases when I didn't wonder how you are tonight because there were Christmases that is so when good. you were mine. I like that one. That's the best I part think you need to me. re-listen to it and then come back to us next episode. <laughs> <There's> no <laughs> you're not going to win me over. I About love being
0: Christmas. Off, it's just not
2: festive <laughs> to enough. Yeah. I,
0: okay. I do agree. It's not like very, very festive. I do. I love the lyric. I bet you got your mum another sweater and where your cousins late again? Because it's like. So I don't know, nostalgic of like obviously what must have happened in past Christmases, and I really like the details. But it is, I I tend to lean when it's when it's Christmas music, I tend to lean towards the happier bops that are not depressing.
1: Like this, you're song. more Christmas Tree Farm. I'm more Christmas Tree Farm mm-hmm. as yeah. a rule.
0: Um, it yeah. is a good song. It is the best song on the album. I will also say or EP EP album whatever. But I, I, think it's don't good. Think it's amazing.
1: I think this piece of songwriting is very traditional Taylor Swift of doing a incredibly personal and unrelatably detailed song, which is why it's not for everyone. But then also like it's like Marmite; those songs like fifty percent people hate them because they they just can't relate, and then fifty percent people love them because they like knowing very like intricate little niche things about Taylor's life. So that's the device you get on it.
2: I think story-wise and lyrically, it's not awful. I think it does just fall flat for me in terms of the melodies and maybe even the production. Like, it just feels so flat and, dare I say it, boring. Like, there's just nothing particularly... I, I feel like because the melody is so kind of repetitive, I just kind of lose interest quite quickly. I feel like I don't pay attention to the lyrics as much as maybe I would do if it was more interesting, and then I don't appreciate it. So maybe that's You're being why.
1: quite harsh today I was going to say I respect your opinion But I don't necessarily Agree with it I respect your wrong I respect your wrong opinion What's wrong with it? I respect it? your right To be incorrect
2: <laughs> I mean No but I it was in dance mums <laughs> You're entitled To your wrong opinion That's fine <laughs> I do Like
0: The production of it I disagree in that respect And I I like the lyrics I like the feel of it But I think That What ruins it, or not ruins it, but what would have enhanced it is if it were to be on a better EP, like a stronger collection of songs. If the other songs were better and like more upbeat, like I'm not saying Last Christmas is an upbeat because it is, but if there were more original upbeat songs.
1: Do you think it would benefit from being part of the re-recordings that she's doing right now?
0: I think it would be interesting to hear it re-recorded,
2: definitely. And kind I of get
1: like the girl at home treatment, Molly. No,
2: I would not say no to that. No, <laughs> mm. <laughs> Chris just like when reprodu- you were mine reproduced. reproduced, yeah,
1: closure remix. I, no, not necessarily girl at closure,
2: home- but just like reproduced, girl at home treatment. Yeah, girl at home treatment is yeah. in that it's very different from the original. I'll take that. I think, I think, Amy, maybe you're right. Maybe it's all just, it all feels kind of very similar. All the songs on the EP, like they're all kind of slow. There's no, other than maybe Last Christmas, there's no upbeat kind of festive Christmas song. Uh, I think it's all about
0: context. And in the context of this EP, it just doesn't stand out in the way it could as like a power ballad on a stronger album.
1: Oh my God, what if... Christmas is when you were mine. Had like back to December style production that I could get behind. Thank you. Strings, etc. Yes, yes. Has she ever I'll written a that. song with Nathan Chapman before? Because um, I thought he just produced. I didn't know they actually like co-wrote.
0: He's not a co-writer on the
2: debut album. Whether Fearless has anything, I but I doubt it would be later on. I thought it was Fearless.
1: She did co-write with a few like randoms on Fearless. Like was it? Was it? John Rich off Big and Rich he's like on the way I loved you like who would have, who would have oh my it? god wait Big and Rich is in. I'm pretty sure it's John Rich from Big horse. and Rich oh yeah no this oh my I mean. god I think it is him it's someone really random it's either John Rich from Big and Rich or someone from Brooks and Dunn but I have a feeling it's John Rich you're right I mean, yeah is it on the way I loved you yeah so the oh guy, same god. person who wrote me... Save a Horse Rider Cowboy wrote the way I loved you I want to gouge my brain out. No, but like, how random is that? That's insane. That is when so I first bizarre. moved into this house before I had any furniture. Just because I'm sat in this room now. I mean, we're talking about the song. You know that like Cotton Eye Joe dance like, that you do at school discos when yeah. you're young. Yeah, you like link arms and skip. We were doing that. To save a horse, ride a cowboy. I don't really don't know why. It was just like so excited to move house. That song is tragic. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Love I know. that song. Know every single word to it. Honestly. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so funny. I feel like it's this kind of thing. It has the same energy as like Jake Owen, eight second ride. Therefore, debut Taylor Swift, like Save the Horse Rider Cowboy. And True. I can imagine we are listening to it. Mm. Like in a truck. She was listening <laughs> to it and she was like, I've got to write a love song with this guy. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah.
0: Okay. So... We'll stop slandering Christmases when you were mine for a while Thank and you. move on to Santa Baby. Let's go to slander baby. the next
1: one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's true. I prefer this version of Santa Baby because, right, there's that one really, really famous, I think it's the cover. I don't think it's the Arthur Kitt original. But when I used to work in retail, we had a cover of Santa Baby played over and over and over every Christmas. And it literally sounded like it was being sung by a chain smoker who had a throat of a chainsaw. So that's that might why be the I Earth like Kit one. one. Oh, really? Does she sound Pretty like a like, chain smoker? Oh, well, like, <laughs> baby, like that. <laughs> okay.
2: Maybe not quite like that, but I mean, kind of. No, like, very obviously. low. I feel like I hear the Kylie Minogue one more than I hear. I'm oh, Kylie really, the Kylie on one. Everybody has covered this song, Rachel. Yeah, anybody. So,
0: yeah. Oh, the, the Kylie version of this annoys me It's I love Kylie I grew up listening to Kylie I'm obsessed with her early oh. albums But the way
1: she sounds so nasal On her Christmas album I cannot do it Do you know what I will say No matter what you think about this one I'm directing this at Molly No matter what you think it's... about Santa Baby It's better than the Michael Bublé one Where he's like Santa buddy
2: That one Thoughts, please. That is quite fun. Oh, hello! No, hang on, hang on. You. I think I've got a better version.
0: <laughs> you do <laughs> not <laughs> insult Michael Bublé in this he house in December, Santa buddy.
1: Like Santa. Sorry, who? Maybe Santa is his buddy. He's the king of Christmas. No, because he like changed the lyrics and they were so bad. Let me find it. Super Rolex under the tree. I've been an awful good guy right
0: yeah it's a bit weird oh no is it wait is it as bad as the was it john legend did a baby it's cold outside but like more of a politically correct one and it more sounds like he's trying to get this person to leave immediately like get out of my house like (laughs) it's weird it is i was so excited for his christmas album the other year and it was shit honestly
1: Michael Bublé, Simon lyric think of all the fun that I missed. Think of all the hotties that I never kissed. Case closed. Court adjourned.
0: Okay, after this, I am unfollowing Michael Bublé on every social media. He is no longer. Are you Michael Bublé in the first place? Because he is the Christmas
1: man, Molly.
0: Christmas
1: man. He is the Christmas man. Does anyone know? I need an alien for Christmas. No. Oh. Oh, my God. Like I said, I used to work in retail. Like, I, I do know most... Christmas <laughs> I used to work in retail, this, but I
2: don't... I've never like, heard the period. Wham version
1: of Last Christmas. No, no. Like was wrong retail, with that? But it wasn't, like, a super high-end store. It was, like, like, mid-range. They couldn't afford, like, the rights to play, like, certain things. Only, like, the B-grade Christmas song, the D-grade ones. Like, I Need an Alien for Christmas. Not the Wham original. It was, like, um... What's that song about, like, somebody waiting in a queue talking to somebody for a turkey by those people who just sound, like perpetually like they're gonna off themselves at any minute what is it they just sound really bored all the time that's how I I don't know but okay I don't know but I can I can I can do a lot of Christmas songs just not the popular ones
0: (laughs) our final verdict on Santa Baby is it a listen or a skip
1: oh it's a listen love it listen 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 she sounds so funny so flirty so just full of energy and cheeky, I love it And I heard it playing in boots once in like 2010 And I was like, no fucking way So, love it
0: Okay, Molly It's a skip, but they're all skips for me
2: <laughs> I That is harsh entire episode.
0: I would say it depends for me what mood I'm in If I'm in a very happy Christmassy mood I will listen to Taylor's version of Santa Baby If I'm not, I will probably skip it But like the, the kids' pop Goes Country version of Santa Baby Let's move on to one which I hope we can all agree on, maybe, which would be Taylor's cover of Silent Night. Molly, do you want to start with your opinion?
2: What the fuck did she do to this song? You know what's really sad? (laughs) Rachel's going to disagree and it's going to really piss me off. But I reckon she could do, like nowadays, maybe not back then, I reckon she could do a really decent, like traditional cover of Silent Night. And I'm not religious, but I don't mind this song. I feel like she just ruined it. Like it's just so weird. Like I get changing bits of it, but it's changed the entire song, but like not in a good way. I don't know. Isn't I just it? really dislike
1: it. I mean, I thought the original song was rubbish to begin with, to be honest. So I just I just respected her for like making it a bit more like angelic, like sounding, a bit more lifted and not so like quite frankly, depressing.
2: I think that's but the I appreciate it's a hymn. Do you not have um, like did you not? i'm not even religious but do you not go to church on christmas eve and this was like the last no. song and then you okay and then you step out of the church i feel like i just lived in a very christmasy town you step out of the church all the christmas lights what? are up and it's dark and we're like let's go home and track santa molly like, did you awesome. live in a hallmark movie pretty much <laughs> True. used to run did you go to midnight mass so. as <laughs> well i did once <laughs> once and never again it was way too long oh my god (laughs) we did the um the like kids version of the christmas carols and then it was seven hymns and carols and then it was midnight mass but we only did that once but the christmas version they got all the kids to stand up and sing away in a manger it was like that is a core christmas memory for me would
1: you like it if away in a manger was on the Christmas EP? (laughs)
2: No, because she'd fuck it up because she's <laughs> fucked them all <bottle> up. <laughs> Sorry, I swear, is, it, is this meant to be? Um, what's the opposite of explicit? Because we have not been anymore. a clean podcast
0: for a while. Molly. Yeah, it's been a while since we've okay. started swearing.
2: Anyway, what no. other hymns would you like her to do on there? She could do, oh my gosh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That's Little a Donkey. <laughs> oh, Holy Night. <laughs> oh, good one. Oh, that is a good song, actually. Rachel, do you have any
1: revolutionary thoughts on Taylor's cover of Silent Night? No, I think it's a really boring song to begin with, but I do enjoy her cover of it. It's not my favourite on the EP though. I think it's it's
0: very weird, honestly. The only, the only Silent Night that I will tolerate is the Lady Antebellum version because of like the extra melody that's added into it. Uh, but every other version of Silent Night makes me want to just know. Yeah. Never do a Christmas thing ever again. Like, no. <laughs> it's time for that Christmas
1: song to disappear, isn't it? Like it is.
2: Yeah, I it think is. all Carols should disappear. Yeah. Carols solely for Christmas Eve. Maybe. You know how what's that song
1: that like no one knows who wrote it because it's so old? Um, I feel like Cotton Eye Joe is that song, but it's not the one I'm thinking Sorry, of. Oh what? Yeah. Cotton Eye Joe is like a really, really old song. Like it comes from a different language or something. Originally. Oh, are you talking
2: about um oh is it that Wagon one? Wheel. Pardon? Rock
1: me mama like a wagon we like no one quite knows where it came from. Yes. Like yeah I feel I like we Silent Night is like that. Yeah. And you know how like languages go dead a bit like Hebrew like no one really speaks that and Latin it's time for everyone to stop speaking Silent Night and then we can all stop singing that song.
2: And away in a manger I will not take yes. the Silent Night slander. I am sorry. Sick of
0: away in a manger. You
1: you can respect my wrong opinion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Onto the second and final original song of the Christmas EP, Christmas Must Be Something More. Now this was a solo write. I have an awful lot of thoughts about it, Um, but we're going to start positive. So let's hand it to Rachel because Rachel is probably the only person on the earth who can say something nice about this song.
1: I feel like it's cute with knowing the context that she did write it at 12 or 13 years old to sing at church which is why I think it would be perfect for Molly to sing at Midnight Mass this year. So um, I'll pass over to Molly.
2: It feels like one of those songs you sung, this is only going to make sense to, I mean, the three of us, because we are British, but anyone else is British, at primary school, when they, it's like religious, but make it jazzy. Like, it feels like that. And like it's very kid's pop. Mm, He's got the whole world in his hand. It's like that, but the Christmas version. Yes. Do you think yeah, what yeah, I mean? That's very
1: true. Yeah, that's very... Oh, oh God. God. That's so specific, but good. Mm, it makes me
2: think hand. of when we had
0: this guy come into our school to sing us songs about World War II, and he was like... <laughs> he was singing us these songs about carrots to this backing track that he'd sung himself. It was so embarrassing. But why
2: was he oh. singing songs?
0: <laughs> because it was
1: educational? I don't know, but... Anyway, Christmas be something more makes me think of that. But it it, could, it does almost feel like it's, it's a parody version of another Christmas song, like with songs yeah. like rewritten the lyrics. But again, like she wrote it at 12 or 13. That's really, really cool. And like, has she written better songs? Absolutely. Were there songs that maybe should have been on that EP instead? Yeah, probably. But it's cool that she wrote that Christmas song at 12 or 13 and it ended up on that EP.
0: I do agree that it's cute when you look at it from the perspective that she wrote it when she was 12 13. But when you look at like, she was 18 putting this on a Christmas album. It was an interesting choice. It was a very interesting choice. And when, just whenever I hear it, it just makes me laugh. Like what would happen if God never let it snow something wholly, not superficial. Here's to the birthday that boy if, who oh, saved that's our lives. Like, to no, no, it, it is not like away from me. That- what if, what if happiness came in, came in, a, in a cardboard, cardboard
1: box? box? And I think there was something we all forgot. Do you know what? That's the one lyric that's actually like a little bit deep. <laughs> <laughs> it is. What Rachel, how are you calling this deep? Box? That's the one lyric, all right? Give me the one lyric. I mean, it, it's like the purpose of Christmas, isn't it? Like about how you get... No, no, actually, I do like the lyrics... Um, we get so caught up in all of it—business and relationships, hundred-mile-an-hour lives—and it's this time of year when everybody's here. It seems the last thing on your mind. Dad's actually quite redeemable.
2: The bridge I'll, I'll is redeem- it. Yeah, reminds me of the you. beginning of Christmas Tree Farm. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But in the context of the rest of the song, I oh yeah, no, no, no it take, take it out
2: of context. It's okay. Put back into the song. Terrible.
0: It's just, it's it's the bit where it's like, here's to Jesus Christ who saved our lives. It's something we all try to ignore and put a wreath upon
2: our door. Now, when she says Jesus Christ, that's not too bad. It's when she calls him a birthday boy. That's just, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all bad. As someone who is observing so funny, Christmas yes, as like, a not religious holiday, yeah. it's just hilarious to see.
1: It is, it is. But it's, I don't know, I just think it's funny now, like, I wonder, like, what, she thinks of that song now like she wrote that really religious song as like an ode to god and ode to jesus and then like in other songs she's like lord save me my drug is my baby i'll be using for the rest of my life like i get so high every time you're touching me like do you know what i mean like how does she go from writing songs like that about god to that about god but it and false god also Ooh. Ooh. um but <laughs>
0: some sweet tea and god's graces to false True. god so Christmas must be something more. Can we see this on any of the re-records, Molly?
2: <laughs> I hope so. I think it would be really funny. I'd like no, it on but the re Wait, are you serious? I was joking. Yeah,
1: would. No, because I was just think like the whole principle of it. I think I do think it needs girl at home treatment. Yes,
2: but no, I feel like the lyrics. She yeah. just couldn't like. There's not. There's nothing you can do with those lyrics. She'd have to change the entire song.
1: It's... Do you know what would be fun? And um, by fun, I mean horrible, but like hilarious. Okay. You know that Katy Perry song, Birthday? hmm Yeah. Uh, remix that. The lyric oh, here's help. to the birthday no. boy. Come and have your cake, that one. Make it like your this birthday butterfly? every day. I mean, that'd be horrible, but like- This is funny. not
0: something I want to think about, Rachel. This is, is not something I want to know. Like that completely so
1: inappropriate. She would be cancelled by the church forever.
0: No, someone needs to remix that on TikTok and tag us in it.
1: (laughs) Okay, what's the last one we've got on here? Let me check. Oh, White Christmas. Mm, It's it's like Silent Night for me. I don't think that's a great song to begin with, but she did what she could with it. And I respect that. I think that the more boring songs she was probably uh, coerced to put on the album by Scott Bocchetta, or that's what I'm choosing to believe because I don't honestly think that 17-year-old Taylor Swift who, like listening to Drake Owen Eight Second Ride, would listen to Silent Night and White Christmas. You have mortally offended me
0: by by insulting White Christmas. I said what I said. How dare you? Um, no, White Christmas, with the context of the film, it's an old film, it's a Christmas film, it's... a, it's a film? It's, yeah, White Christmas
2: is a film. I've I'm never not saying, known
0: that. Rachel,
1: how, how, how old are are is it like you? a black and white movie that like, has no! subtitles? not and-
2: Okay, what year is it? It's it's like basically black and white, though, isn't it? Okay, thank you, Molly. I'm getting an honest answer from Molly, Amy. It's like like me in St. Louis. It's like that kind of age. Okay, right. Okay. Does it have is it like a silent movie
1: or does it have people speaking in it? No,
2: right.
0: Look, if if we are going to get into the history of White Christmas, then we are going to get into the history of White Christmas. White Christmas was originally a song from the Christmas movie Holiday Inn. Which oh, was wait, wait. Marilyn
2: Monroe? No. Um. <laughs> I think just stay silent, Rachel. No,
1: no. We had the hotel, motel, holiday in, the one. No.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Holiday Inn was in fact a black and white movie, but it has since been recolored. However, because that song was so good, a whole movie was written around it. The White Christmas movie was made in 19. 19- Fifty four. It Did was. It <laughs> yeah, black and white.
1: Then very Like minus fifty.
0: It's it's such a good film and it's such a good song. Yes, it is not like the most upbeat festive song, but oh my god, seriously, okay. are you? Is it kind of like, like you Christmas? have to
1: watch the movie to appreciate the song? Kind of like how Death I kind of don't, don't mind the about, song.
2: Um, I haven't seen the film. Movie? Okay. No, it's a good song. Okay. It's not a. It, it's not a. Mm, how do I put it I'm not gonna be like I fancy listening to White Christmas but it does put me in a good move. Move. Move? Yeah. mood like I'll take it I do feel like Diaz, I feel like White Christmas Silent Night do sound like she's being forced to sing them and she just really doesn't yes. care thank you So yeah, I'm with you on that, Rachel. Mm. I do agree. And
0: I agree that Taylor's cover effort is isn't great, but I do take offense with you calling it a
2: boring song in the first place. The issue is, though, what other Christmas songs would she have covered? Because I feel like her voice just didn't suit, like the really upbeat ones. Like I was thinking of my favorite Christmas songs. I was like, no, she couldn't have done a cover of Fairytale of New York, could she? Like, imagine that.
1: Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran covering Fairytale of New York. Manifesting it. Oh, my God. Take that. Okay, I, mean, I feel wait, like voice now Yes, yeah, she could probably do it mm. but. And I do like the Katy Perry song about Christmas That's so Was it A Cozy Little Christmas With You Something like that oh, yeah. That's, That's a, sweet, a really sweet song It's quite That's understated funny. I like it Do you know what Mistletoe by Justin Bieber It was a cultural reset Don't like it's it. It's actually quite a good song
2: it, I do not mind had it had an
1: impact Yeah
2: <gasps> You know what song I love It's not even like a modern one Driving Home For Christmas
1: Mm, yeah, Rhea. yeah, Stacey Solomon did a really good cover of that, actually. <laughs>
2: Stacy Solomon? <laughs> did she?
1: Did she not? I
0: don't <laughs> think so. Molly <laughs> well, says Solomon driving for really Christmas. Stacey Solomon? I go Chris Ria. You yeah. go Stacy Solomon?
1: Maybe you have never good, been just... more
0: British. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media for exclusive content. We'll see you again next week with a new episode of the Swift Legacy Podcast.